Do you ever at night get like a terrifying sensation that like, holy crap, we're on like a rock flying through space. There's nothing above me. And we just are all cool with that. And like a big asteroid could come at any time in a solar flare, literally a solar flare wipe out our entire existence as a, as a species, as a life form. You had the idea of, uh, kind of talking about this. What is the topic for today? Sorry about the weird intro. Um, he's really drunk and I'm really tired. So yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a wonderful podcast. <clears throat> he's uh, not really drunk. I'm just being, a, I'm, being I'm not, but joke. I did have some makers mark from our last conversation with, with Phil. So NASA recently released the audio that they've supposedly captured from a black hole. The clip that we're going to hear is um, a black hole called Perseus. It's a galaxy cluster that NASA's Chandra, Chandra? X-ray observatory observed earlier this year. They released the audio from the black hole, which is at the center of our galaxy back in May. The misconception that there is no sound in space originates because most space is a vacuum, providing no way for sound waves to travel. A galaxy cluster has so much gas that we've picked up actual sound. Here it's amplified and mixed with other data to hear a black hole. I wonder what that data would be. Well, that's my question. I want to talk more about that. But but yeah, so supposedly the there's so much gas in the galaxy cluster that it allows the the sound to pass through. So this is literally heavenly music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, can you push play for can us? Cue, cue that up and play that for us and we can listen. <laughs> oh my God, it sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, it's in stereo. I noticed that. I've got goosebumps. That's kind of creepy. It sounds like a warp drive struggling to engage. Yeah. You've heard this before. Well, wow. Um, well, let's play it again in a minute. Well, what, first off. Thanks, Bobby. When you first heard that, what was your reaction to that? So I immediately thought of a lot of the like more modern sci. Well, not even modern, but like the sci-fi genre has kind of. You've yeah, heard it? you've heard that sound before. Like I think about the movie uh, Dune uh, oh, that, yeah. that came out not yeah. that long ago. The audio was was incredible. The the whole sort of soundscape in that movie was really good. I think a lot of what we've heard from you know like the the whole Star Wars franchise, Star Trek franchise. Bobby, doesn't that sound like a warp drive in Star Trek Next Generation? Like. Definitely. Like, I feel like Jordy LaForge was trying to, Captain, I can't get it to engage. <laughs> yeah. You know, abort. And I feel like um, Interstellar, the movie with Matthew McConaughey, yes. I think there were some some elements of like, I, I haven't gone back to check, but I, I think there were some of those sounds in that movie. There was some music over that and <clears> some <throat> of the tense situations yeah. in the movie. That's what it sounded like, especially going through that black hole. And just for context, we've done engineer work, audio engineer work yeah. for many, many, many years. Yes. For both music and uh, like video productions. Yeah. So, so like pretty high level video productions, uh, you know, same for music. We're this, aware of the, the trickery also that can happen with that. So I'm curious, can we, can we hear it again? You think? Yeah. And um, before we do it, here's, yeah. here's a couple of things I want to point out the, it's stereo, which I, is weird. I don't think there's any way in hell that, no, that it could actually be captured in stereo. I think it's been manipulated to maybe be a little eerier because if we figure this black hole is however many millions of light years away, you would have to set up your left mic and your right mic, however many hundred millions of light yeah. years to either side 
one on Mars and one on, you know, yes. on Jupiter. Yeah, it would but, have to but be. But if we're actually picking up this audio in a semi-central location, let's just say on the planet Earth, I don't think it would matter if you put, uh, you know, a, a mic at one pole, the North Pole, mm-hmm. and then one at the South. It's so far away. I don't really think, yeah, I, and I don't know for sure how they're capturing it, it. Is it possible that when they talk about other data that they've focused on one area and they're seeing more pulses in that area. So they're, unfortunately, there's a lot of enhancing coming Mm -hmm. from a lot of these. Well, we believe that this would be a blue color. We believe that this would be more green and they enhance and do all that stuff. So there's a lot, I don't want to say trickery, but a lot of guessing. Well, and I I mean, professional guessing, but maybe they're trying to, you know, give it a little color, give it a little, you know, excitement and vibrance. I, I will say if you listen to when the clip cuts off, I hear some reverb at the end. Mm-hmm. I hear I hear the the tail of of the reverb or like a slight delay sure. where it still kind of like fades out. So it I feel like the, that it's it's as we would say wet. But for real though, man, it is a wonderful marketing tool. Even if it's honestly colored up a little bit, just you know, tweaked, it's a great marketing tool to maybe even bring up interest for space. I I want people to be searching space. I I want to find another planet out there. I cannot believe that out of the billions of stars and the planets that orbit around those billions of stars, that there's not something else out there, some other civilization or even just a bug on another planet somewhere. I can't believe it, that we're it. That terrifies me if we're it. Same. I think that we've discussed how for some some Chasing Mountains Media, which is our our parent company of our our podcast, it's our parent company, we've talked about how we want to focus on some like space education and some things mm-hmm. like that, which would be really cool. So we'll, there's some, some fun things in the works that, yeah. that uh, I'm excited about. Well, as I look at my son, uh, I see him look at me like, wait, what? There's these massive planets out there that are just whizzing through space and I'm on a rock that's <laughs> going around the sun, you know, and you just see the, like the, the blown like imagination as he talks about like adventures and stuff like that, I I don't know. I kind of want to be a part of like inspiring kids uh, through story and visualization about our planets. Honestly, it blew my mind. I mean, the fact of just what 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 we're seeing from these new uh, telescope. What's the name of that new telescope that came out? That um, um, I don't remember. James Webb. It up, but... Is it something like that? No, no. Yeah, something Webb. Either way, the stuff coming out of it is is crazy, crazy images that you're just like what that just all exists out there and here I'm stressed out in traffic, you know? Did you say James Webb? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. James okay. Webb telescope. Yeah. It's, it's a NASA. Do you telescope. ever at night get like a terrifying sensation that like, holy crap, we're on like a rock flying through space. There's nothing above me. Yes. There's atmosphere, but like there's nothing foreverness this way and that way. And we just are all cool with that. And like a big asteroid could come yeah. at any time in a solar flare, literally a solar flare, wipe out our entire existence as a, as a species, as a life form yeah. completely uh, like we'd be removed from the universe, Yep, which is like, it's just it's a weird thought. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, and it wouldn't have to be that big of a rock. It's, it's to wipe basically us all like you think about like if all of humanity, everything we've ever done, every memory ever created, every accomplishment, every physical representation of, you know, who we are as a species. It's like, if it was like stored on a hard drive <laughs> and then your hard drive was melted in a fire, 
You know, like yeah. it's just gone. Right. It's just well, gone. And we have proof that it, when you look around our world, that it's been hit multiple times with massive asteroids and yeah. it's caused, you know, global damage. And we're just like, chill about it. Like, <laughs> hey, it gonna happen again. You know, it's gonna uh, happen. It's, yeah. It terrifies me. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, I want people looking out, observing space because mm-hmm. when that rock comes, I either want to, you know, a nice ticket to Mars or some way to move it out of the way. Pull or we're going to, we're going to send Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck up Armageddon. there to handle things. Yeah. I loved that movie when it came out. I watched Your it sister, again. my wife loves that movie. Sure. Does it's, it, have you watched it as like later on? Is it, is it any good? It's not that great, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it was meant to be great. Like it's, it's meant to be one of those, like, it's kind of, to me, it fits in the same category as like, um, Independence Day with like Will Smith. Yeah. It's, I loved that it's, movie. I it's still so do. silly, I but do. like yeah. y- you watch it and you're just like, yeah. Also Obviously, he punches an alien in the face. Before he was punching comedians. So, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You win. Yeah. <laughs> Business pro. No. Uh, that's more like, uh, th- yeah, that's like comedy pro. Yeah. You just won. Well, deal. Good. Well played. Bobby's laughing over there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to this thing again. Let's okay. listen to this. So, so two things to, for viewers to listen to the stereo. So if you're like on headphones or on, you know, your pods or whatever. Um, yeah. Put some earpods there's, on. There's stereo, uh, which is weird again, from like an audio engineering standpoint that this would yeah. have stereo, like pretty defined. It, it sounds to me like someone is just playing with the pan yeah. just back and forth. But, uh, and then the other thing is the reverb. Uh, trail at the end. Okay. There's the reverb tail. So they colored it up a little bit. Which is fine. Like it it makes it, it does make it more sci-fi movie, but like how just eerie is that? Like the universe, the galaxy is just groaning. The the physics behind a black hole, it it almost doesn't make sense. You know, like there, the amount of gravity is enough to bend light. They say like to bend space and time. That's scary stuff. To like a dumb, dumb like me. When I start to think about that kind of stuff, it hurts my brain a little bit. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on a second. It can suck light in as if it's like a tangible thing to grab and pull in. Gravity's so heavy. Yeah. That breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, well, how? I, you say, yes, a collapsing star can cause it to happen. How? Like- We need to get a- so somebody, if you know a physics- If you're a physics, physicist- A physicist, If yes. you're a physicist or, or an expert in this- or if you're NASA, oh man, that'd be cool to have somebody from NASA on here. I know someone. Come from, join us. From we'll, we'll, used to work in NASA, but he we'll did be, now. Oh well, that's Grandpa not. Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. He was just. It was uh, like a electrical engineer for them. Like Your so, grandpa. my grandpa. Yeah. I, I think he did a lot of stuff on on the facility and and making certain that systems that built the rockets and stuff worked. Brilliant, brilliant man. Miss well, him my, every day. My uh, uh, uncle worked on the shuttle program. Really? Through NASA. He yeah. He was uh, like like a contracted through like his company was the company he worked for was like a contractor yeah. or subcontractor, Man, but I he would, would, he worked directly on the shuttle program, but, how, but neither of those would help yeah. us much probably how with cool black hole. How would it be if we physics. could talk to a physicist? 
yeah. I can try to explain it to like, okay, let's bring it down to like third grade level, please. <laughs> and act like I'm really stupid. And then thank you. <laughs> act like we're both really stupid, but they wouldn't have to act very. Uh, yeah. Very but much. like when, you come, <laughs> when it comes to things like that, when you're talking about the scale of some of these things, when they like that one picture they sent back, it was like some uh, nebula or whatever it was. And you're looking at it and they're like, well, so from here to here is 2000 light years across. And you're like, what? Excuse me? Like, you're like, no, that's a, that right there is a star that this is this. And then that in the distance, it's another galaxy. And you're like, what? <laughs> like yeah. the size and the scope of space makes me feel so small. And honestly, kind of helps me with a lot of just like day-to-day problems. It's like, sometimes our problems are so big to us. It's sometimes it's good to just like step out of your, your yeah. current problem and think, you know, the world is really big. I can, I can get through this. And we've talked to you before about like how there's a period of time where science seemed to be in opposition with the idea of a great, great creator mm-hmm. that, you know, in opposition with, with God. And uh, I think uh, it seems as though the more, as a society that we, that we learn about our universe, the more that we learn about quantum computing, <clears throat> the more uh, it seems to all sort of align with like this divine design, like this, this divine, you know, creator or something it that we would call programmed. God. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only programmed, but endless. Yeah. Are we going to find out one day that God is just a really big super nerd with the glasses? Like, how'd you like to program God? <laughs> I've been working on it for, for 470,000 yeah. trillion years. Have you got to the, you know, whatever nebula, say it, whatever it is. Like, oh. no, man, we haven't made it to Mars. 13.7 billion years old. That's what I should have said. That's how old astronomers believe the universe is. How do we know that? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I it could that's be. That's why we need a physicist it, to come it up. It could be. 20 times older than that. It could be, yeah. you know, a Thursday. It could have happened Thursday. We're all just like have these fake memories. It's yeah. a, uh, what were you going to say though? Sorry. I'll just say like, if I'm being fully honest, when I look out into space, I don't think that that was just by happenstance. And I think about our genome. I think about our programming and our, and our, our genes and, and, and our DNA. I just feel like it's code. It, it, and you know, just the way that light is and how, so what's a black hole? As far as like in a spiritual way, in the both in in the code, in the program, in the matrix, like what what is is that like a backdoor to the next universe? Often, or like, so if it's code, it's they just haven't engineered that part of the the map yet. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> and it's just a, a section that like hasn't been updated yet. Mm-hmm. The, the firmware is coming soon. Uh, <laughs> you need a driver update. Yeah, I. But first off, too, we don't quite understand dark matter. We don't understand space. I mean, for God's sakes, a hundred years ago, people were still, you know, driving around on horses. Not only that, but like, you know, it it was a matter, like, I'm not sure the exact timeline, but we're talking within the last couple hundred years uh, or less that we were doing like bloodletting and leeching. Yes. And like when it came to, to medical care, like it wasn't that long ago we thought we had it all figured out and we thought we knew what was going on. And we thought we had the solutions like from a medical standpoint for uh, a variety of ailments. Mm -hmm. We look back now and say, that's foolish. Right. And we're talking a span of a couple hundred years. Right. 
And you could, that's not just medical. You can expand that into a lot of areas of science. You go back many hundreds of years and uh, uh, I think hundreds of years and they thought the world was flat. Yeah. There's still people that think the world's flat, yeah. but um, we'll talk about you guys later. <laughs> you know, the, the understanding of like physics as we know it on, you know, on our planet and in the universe, like all of that in the grand scope of like time it's all pretty, pretty recent. new and pretty fresh and pretty recent. And so hey, don't like, get me wrong. I'm proud of the stuff that they've accomplished so far, but it almost feels like they think that's the end all and be all. Well, and not only that, my point is that what, what little truly mm -hmm. we know about the universe, like manned spaceflight has barely, barely scratched the surface of the rest of the universe. Yeah. When did we get into, where, when did we go to the moon? Was that 69? Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. So, yeah. I mean, like Apollo missions, that wasn't that long ago. Right. Like we're infants when it comes towards civilization. And there's a lot of people who think that we never even went to the moon. We'll talk about you guys later too. <laughs> Which, yeah, we could talk about that. But I am happy that they're out there searching yes, and looking. Yes, me too. It's we fun. We should be exploring our, our solar system as much as we possibly can and, and discover as much as we can around, around our world. Do Throughout all of history, man, people have just been observing like the sky. The, is, they're in wonder. Like I remember when I went to Alaska and I looked up in the sky and it's the clearest I've ever seen. And you can see the Milky Way. And you Didn't can, you see the Northern Lights up there oh, too? Oh yeah. yeah. It's just, you understand the, why people worship that stuff. What do they call it? The, the something Borealis? Aurora, Aurora Borealis. Yes. It's very hard okay. for me to say. What's Aurora what's say. Borealis. Yeah. But I, all can, that to can't say- Can't you hear it too? I swore to God that I heard the Aurora Borealis. And people, when I was there said, I was, no, no, you can't hear it, Jacob. I was like, no, I, I swear to God, I hear like no, there's static. Like a, there's like a magnetic field, right? Right. right. Um, but people were like, no, it's not audible. I was like, I'm telling you, I hear something. They're like, no, that's wind. I was like, I know what wind sounds like. It's something. I hear like a, a low level, like something. And they were like, no, whatever. Anyways, years later on a podcast, I heard that some people can hear it. And I I'm an audio engineer, at least at that time I was. And I just listened to frequencies all day. Yeah. And I swore to God, I heard it. We were way up there and they were going like crazy. So either I was crazy or they were. You've got some weird uh, electromagnetic fields going through your body anyway, though. We talk about like the Apple yeah. watch shocking you and yeah. how you can't a lot of times use like a regular digital watch, right? Yeah. They go bad on me. So yeah. I have to cycle through them. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, just or I'm just an idiot and knocking into things. Either or. so. Question about uh, uh, black holes. I know we're 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 going on. That's okay. This is going to be a short podcast. But um, <clears throat> so in Interstellar, yeah, which watch the movie from like a cinematic standpoint. Really amazing movie. Like it was all shot. I think on IMAX. One of the one of the earlier movies to like be all IMAX. Yeah. I watched um, that as in. I guess I'll watch this. Dude, I got into it. And they used uh, <clears throat> anamorphic lenses, I think, throughout, right? Oh, yeah. So there's some really, really cool shots. When his, um, sorry to interrupt, when he was realizing that his daughter was old, his his mm -hmm. son was old, and time had passed, what for him was fractions. Yeah. Of, uh, I literally wept watching that movie. And yeah. I am not a crier. I just thought, man, like, what, what would I do if yeah. all of a sudden everybody I knew was just gone and they thought I left them? When the truth is, he's out there trying to save humanity. Bro. And they thought it for decades. Their whole lives. Yeah. So you, like, you can't correct that. Oh yeah. man, that movie got me. I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's like, yeah. And, and what's kind of cool. Music, whew, the music was great. From the standpoint of like what we're talking about here tonight, 
Yeah, the audio from that movie was awesome. Yeah, more so the audio than the music, but yes, go ahead. Well, the I think the audio and the visuals, they consulted with all kinds of experts in in this space, no pun intended, um, to pun make sure intended. that <laughs> to ensure that they were like there was some element of you know, realism, which, um, which like is really cool again, from like a movie making standpoint, but you know, he goes through this black hole supposedly in the movie and, uh, which sort of is the climactic moment of the movie. Do you buy into the, the idea as many people do that like black holes are a way to teleport into different like different dimensions. Cause like some people think I've, I've heard it explained that like, basically if you, if the universe is on a plane and you fold the universe in half, punch a hole through it, that's essentially what like a black hole is. It allows you to bypass all these sort of physics that we believe that the universe operates under. And you can sort of find the back rooms, so to speak, this, yeah. you know, sort of backdoor channel that is on another plane or another dimension and pop out somewhere else. Now, I personally think you just, you'd be so vaporized and destroyed in the process that it's, it's impossible, but I don't know much about this stuff. So my opinion on this point going forward, this is why we need a physicist yeah. to come out. I I'm, I'm probably butchering it, but dude, I don't know because we don't know what dark matter is. You've How watched do- a lot of star Trek and, and I'm pretty yes, sure that- that's what they say. <laughs> it is. It's like, well, we can use the power from a black hole to do this, this and that. And anyways, for me, I assume that I most love, of what's on Star Trek is factual oh, physics. Oh, 100% truth. It's the Bible. <laughs> um, no, but I think at the end of the day, having something out there that we don't understand is beautiful. Mm, yeah. You know, even to borrow from the saying of Star Trek, it kind of is the final frontier. We've done so much discovering on this planet. I know there's things that people haven't discovered yet. but No, but this is a smaller and smaller world. Smaller for sure. and smaller. it's just space is so vast and, and to think that we might be among the first generations that might be born on one planet and could possibly die on another, Mm. you know, that to me is very exciting. To answer your question, I don't know what a black hole is. And I'm, I love the fact that I don't know. And I love the fact we're searching for the answer. Well, you apparently know what they sound like now. It sounds like the the seventh level of hell. If, if <laughs> it sounds know. pretty uh, ominous for yeah. sure. I want to hear what people think. Comment below because, like, first off, we're probably way off. Seriously, if if you are a professional in this space, an expert in this space, we're a hundred percent serious. Like, message us, reach out on Instagram. We'll have you on. Yep. We'll talk about it. Either you come here in Illinois, or we'll just beam you in. Yep. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. The subject um, of the email could be, hey, dumbass. Yeah. Let me explain. <laughs> Here's how you, yeah. Explain outer space to you. Look, hey, we, this is kind of a uh, different podcast. We're not talking business, but um, there is a business of space now. And that's something we'll be talking about in the future. The SpaceX's, the uh, Blue Origins. Uh, basically, there are thousands upon thousands of satellites up there about to offer worldwide internet and cell phone service. And it's a race. Anyways, wrap this up, buddy. I don't know how. (laughs) First off, we started this one off weird. We just kind of pushed roll and kept going with it. This one is too deep. Uh, But that's, you know, sometimes what we do here. We go deep. 
Mm-hmm. We get into the hard topics that we don't understand a lot about. <laughs> yeah. Your sister's making inappropriate jokes from across the room. Yeah. So, uh, is she Michael Scott in the joke? Yeah. That's what she said. Yes. On that note, thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. The thoughts and opinions on this show do not reflect those of our advertisers, employers, or other affiliates. The content should not be considered legal or financial advice. The Chasing Mountains podcast is a production of Chasing Mountains Media. Copyright 2022.